For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reeves Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, online at mosesmeadsmore.com, and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're joined by Trisha Ball, President, CEO of the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce. Trisha has been at the head of the chamber since early 2022, and she's going to share the mission and goals of the chamber, member engagement and services, how the chamber helps our area businesses, and some of the challenges and misconceptions about the Chamber of Commerce. Let's get in your business. Let's start with your journey to Huntington, how, how you came here, which is kind of an interesting story, and how you eventually became CEO, president of the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, so like you said, I grew up in southwestern Pennsylvania. My parents were entrepreneurs, so my dad owned his own logging business, and then they also had a pizza shop in a whitewater rafting town. They went on to... They went on to own a convenience store and a gas station. So I grew up in that world. Uh, I don't think I realized it at the time, but that was the whole time that was building the passion and the purpose behind what I do now. But I went on to West Virginia University, was a public relations major, then went to the University of Florida for grad school, where I always like to say I was going to grad school to be a professional sorority girl. (laughs) (laughs) Right. My master's is in education and student personnel and higher education. So my first job out of grad school was uh, at the University of Florida in the Office of Story and Fraternity Affairs. And, you know, I really wanted to be the dean of a large public university. Uh, That was my career path. And then I met this guy from Canova, West Virginia. And I always say he convinced me to move from Florida to Huntington for one year, 10 years ago. Right, right. (laughs) So you all, so so that's interesting. Where did you all, you all met in Florida? So we met. Or met at WVU? We actually met in Huntington. So my sister also married somebody from Huntington. Okay. They met in Morgantown. She moved here. They started their family. And while I was living in Florida, I was driving up to Pennsylvania for Christmas, stopped in Huntington to see my sister and okay. my baby nephew, who's now in middle school. Right. Uh, to, so I stopped to see them, and I met my husband. So my husband and my brother-in-law went to CrossFit together. So that's how they met. Got and it. he just came over to the house. Um, I think it was like pre prearranged. Yeah. Uh, right, but he, right. he just so happened to stop by their house. So we met and did long distance for a couple months. And then I moved to Huntington. That was in December. I was in Huntington by Memorial Day of the following year. So so talk about what, you know, some of the stuff that you did at, at Marshall University. Yes. So when I first moved here, I worked for an experiential marketing agency based out of Atlanta. And I did that for about five years. I was an account manager. And when I first started that position, I was, you know, my territory was from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Watertown, New York to Valdosta, Georgia. And, you know, I had babies at the time. I had a not even a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And they said I would be out of town, you know, two, three days a month, and we thought that that was doable. Uh, About two months into that position, they looked at me and said, you need to go lay off your entire territory that you have domestically 
and hire an international staff of 15 people in the Philippines and San Salvador. Uh, so that year, like I said, I had small babies, and it was my second 10-day trip to the Philippines in one year. And I got home, and my husband just looked at me and said, this isn't working for us. Sure. As a family, he was also, he was new. He's a financial advisor. He was building his book, and it just, it, it wasn't working for us as a family unit. So that is when I went to work for Marshall. My first job at Marshall was at the Center for Business and Economic Research in the Appalachian Transportation Institute, uh, where I worked with Senator Plymel. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my first entry into Mark into Marshall was as a director of marketing. Uh, And Senator Plymel was just very kind to allow me to do my marketing work, but also any other meeting that he was in, you know, he wears a lot of hats. That's right. If he had his senator hat on, if he had his, the chair of the Keith Albee Theater on, his Sieber hat or ATI hat, he let me go along with him. And it was at that point working for Senator Plymel that I even found out what a chamber of commerce was. Right. So when you're a girl who grows up in a town called Farmington, Pennsylvania, your ideas of career paths are kind of limited. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so I did say when I left that position at Sieber and went to work in the College of Business for Dr. Ben Ng at the Eye Center, that's when you know people were like, "Okay, what's your end game here, Trisha? What do you want to do? We're thinking politics. Are you gonna, you know, are you gonna go into politics one right. day?" And I said, "One day before I retire, I really want to run the Chamber of Commerce." Okay. Yeah. And, and that came a little bit sooner than you uh, kind of imagined. Yes, yes. I, like I said, it, I always thought this would be my my retirement gig, right. kind of my last song and dance, and I got it when I was 35. Right. So I always say they're stuck with me for a really long time, or maybe I'll get to retire early. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that, that's that's a good story. And, and um, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with youth, uh, I think, you know, over the over the Chamber of Commerce. I think it's it's you know, need open idea, new ideas and, and forward thinking ideas. But, you know, today I, I, I want to talk about, you know, what is, you, you mentioned it. Uh, and I'll ask you, you said growing up in a small Pennsylvania town, you're like, I don't even know what a chamber is. Mm-hmm. What, what is a chamber of commerce? <laughs> I mean, I'm, ser- I'm being serious. How they get started, you know, like that kind of history and background and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know you know, originally how chambers got started, but I will say, I think that's common. I know when I was first announced as, you know, Trisha Ball is the next president of the Huntington Chamber of Commerce, I got so many texts that were like, oh my goodness, congratulations, that sounds so important. What is it? Right. Like what? No, nobody really knows. Sure. And I think that's one of the things. So I'm coming up on two years. One of the things that I've worked really hard to try to do is to simplify that. So we did a strategic planning process the first year that I was in my position where we refined our vision and our mission as a chamber. So our mission is to promote a thriving business community in Cabell and Wayne County. Okay. And so what what does that mean and, and how do you do it? How do you promote a thriving business community? Yeah. So we have three C's. So this really helps us determine these are the three things that we're going to do. Because, uh, you know, I worked in the eye centers, you know, most directly before coming to the chamber. Marshall has a Center for Entrepreneurship and Business Innovation. So I worked in that center and helping businesses get started, helping businesses scale. Uh, we use design thinking to help aspiring entrepreneurs come up with their business concepts. Uh, there was always this kind of quote that we use that businesses are more likely to die of indigestion than starvation. So a lot of times businesses are trying to be everything for right. everyone right. instead of really trying to narrow in and prioritize on what they're doing and be really good at it. So that was one thing that I wanted to do when I came to the chamber is where can we narrow? And we've done that through those three C's, which are connect community, cultivate growth, and catalyze development. 
So connecting community is all about networking. If you ask anybody, you know, why are you a chamber member? What does the chamber do best? It's networking, bringing people together, bringing businesses together, uh, cultivate growth are all of the programs, services, and advocacy that we do to create a strong business climate in the area, but also to help individual businesses grow and scale. And then Catalyze Development, the third C, that's all about learning, innovation, and professional development. So let's kind of you know, break those down. The first one, again, is, um, say it again. Connect community. So, connect, so, so talk about some of those networking and, and um, events and referrals and, and so all that kind of stuff. Talk about how, how, how all that works, what the chamber does for that. Yeah, so I think that, like I said, that's one of our biggest things that we do. I think if you ask people what is a chamber, that's probably what they would say. One of our biggest events that we have, these are monthly, is our business after hours. So those are typically the third Thursday of each month from five to seven. And we always have that at a different host. So we'll, you know, we try to show off businesses. You know, they've maybe they've done a new expansion or renovation and they want to show off their new space. So it's all about getting people into their new space, uh, but it's also giving people the opportunity to network in an area that you might not get to go. So we've done one at the Huntington Tri-State Airport. We've done one at 21 State Electric Showroom. Sure. So, you know, it's not every day that you get to go hang out for work, you know, in a fancy light showroom. Right. Uh, we do one uh, at Guyenne Golf and Country Club once a year. So it's just getting you into a new environment and brings people together. We normally have about 100, 150 people there for those business after hours. So it's just really good networking, chance to show off a business. Um, And our other big thing with Connect Community is our affiliate groups. So a lot of people have heard of our our young professionals group, Huntington Young Professionals, uh, which used to be Generation Huntington. Right. So that is for professionals who are 21 to 45, and they do monthly lunches and quarterly mixers. And then we also have a professional women's group called the Women's Impact Network. So that's really all about bringing people together, sure. whether it be you know women talking about work-life balance, uh, whether it be our young professionals. We have a nonprofit roundtable where every other month we bring together the leaders of local nonprofits. We have a manufacturing roundtable. We're working on some more as well for marketing and for human resources. Sure. Talk about, add into uh, your trade show is kind of a kind of a uh, business after hours on on steroids. Absolutely. So we do this typically in September. So it's, like you said, it's a business after hours, but it is a trade show. So I always like to say, you know, just kind of like a bridal expo or a home and garden show. But instead of all of the vendors being cakes and flowers sure. and DJs, it's all of our chamber members. So we have 600 members. Any of those 600 members are able to purchase a booth at the trade show. And it really just takes out the intimidation of traditional networking. So, you know, normally at a business after hours, people come and they kind of form in groups and start conversations. And if you're coming to one of those events and you don't know somebody there, it's kind of hard to break into that conversation. So the great thing about the trade show is that you can just walk up and down the aisles of the booths and just say, you know, Tell me about your business. Sure. What do you have? We have? Every table typically has a giveaway. So, you know, what are you giving away? What do you do? Nice to meet you. So it and we also this is also to take the intimidation out and just to make it more fun. We all, you know, life's hard. Works right. hard. Yeah, you yeah, know, we yes. just want to have some fun. Right. So we have a theme. So this year uh, we did video games. Right. So it was level up with the chamber. So, you know, I showed up dressed as Mario. I always say I wouldn't have put being uh, dressed up as Mario <laughs> on the front page of the newspaper on my bingo card, but right. here we are. Yes. Uh, so it, it's just fun. You know, people are walking around in tights and costumes and everything. And it really 
just takes that intimidation out of it for people. It makes it more fun. I heard somebody this year call it adult trick-or-treating. Right. <laughs> Talk about, too, you know, you've, you've – um, it's, it's not just about dressing up. It's not just about it's, – it's people want – again, they want to see return on their investment and they want to see return on their, their, their time investment. I mean, people have shared stories where they've gotten business from this. Absolutely. And we have one that I know they've gotten over a million dollar contract from our trade shows because it was, you know, every year at the trade show, they would have somebody approach them and say, we want to use you for this contract. And it would be, you know, we're not ready yet. We don't have the space. We don't have the employees. And through years of conversations at that at those trade shows, there has been, you know, a million dollar contract that was signed. Just this past year alone, we sent out a post event survey and we had two businesses who both said they generated more than $10,000 worth of leads from that two hour event alone. Talk about you know, education too. That's obviously a, a big part of, of what you all do. And that's kind of changed over the last couple of years as well. Absolutely. So one of my, these are probably my two favorite things uh, that I've done since I've started at the chamber. They're kind of on the proverbial refrigerator, if you will. Right. You know, know, what have I done at the chamber that I'm really excited about? Uh, So the first is our Lunch and Learn series. So historically, we did monthly Lunch and Learns, and we just kind of put a call out for speakers, you know, hey, if you're interested in hosting a Lunch and Learn, you know, this is, you know, you buy lunch for the people who come uh, and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. And we would have, um, I would say anywhere from eight to 30 that first year I was at the chamber when we had that model. And I just looked at that and decided that I wanted to switch to a member informed content model. I want to make sure these topics are things that our chamber members want to learn about, that they need to learn about to stay competitive, that there's that value add there. So Ohio Valley Bank was generous enough to sponsor the entire year worth of Lunch and Learns for us in 2023. So at the beginning of the year, what we did was send out a survey and just said, you know, what's your biggest challenge right now? What do you want to learn about? Who would you want the speakers to be? And we've spent the year choosing topics based off that survey. We've done digital marketing, using artificial intelligence in your small business, incorporating DEI strategy into your business. Uh, We just did one on elevating your brand with Canva. And we have seen the attendance at that just skyrocket. We've gone from that eight to 30 to about 30 to 80 this year. That's great. Can you share a success story or or success stories of of businesses that you know have have benefited from the chamber? They've taken advantage of your your services that you offer uh, from ribbon cuttings to networking events to education, whatever. But you know that they you know, they've they've definitely seen a return on their investment into the chamber. Absolutely. One I can think of just recently is we did a ribbon cutting for Mammoth's Kitchen and Catering. And that is probably one of our largest posts that we've seen on social media in terms of how many likes and comments and shares. I think there was more than 20,000 engagements that we had with that post alone of their ribbon cutting. And we were talking to the owner about a week afterwards, and she said she has sold out every single day since we have done that ribbon cutting. That's awesome. But I mean, there are just so many. I know that there is one of our Lunch and Learn presenters. We turn the content of his lunch and learn into a blog post. So we release new blog posts every Friday. Uh, He shared that blog post on his LinkedIn profile, and he now has a meeting with a large national retailer to do a plan for them. It all just, it was Dr. Alan Ledd. Yeah, yeah, He did uh, incorporating DEI into your strategy. So he did that lunch and learn. 
He's been on the podcast yes, as well. that's right. Um, so we wrote a blog post about it to kind of capture the key findings and the key learnings from that. And then when we shared that and he posted it on his LinkedIn, he had somebody reach out to him that's to awesome. say, like I said, large national chain that everybody would know. Right. And he is now in the running to do a DEI strategy for them just because he saw that blog that's post. That's awesome. So lots of little that's right. success yes. stories like that that we hear from people. Let's talk about you know government services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how does it how does a chamber advocate for its for its members at the the local the regional level the national levels in terms of government government and, and legislative issues? Um, I know you know businesses always want the the, the laws improved for for businesses. H- how do you all work with the government to to make that a better environment? Sure. And this is something that it's really important that we are keeping on pulse on our members to make sure that we know what their challenges are, you know, what they're up against and to have that communication with them. Uh, If there is a bill, you you know, from January to March, if there's something at the state legislature that they're working on that could really hurt or help somebody, uh, building those lines of communication to make sure people are telling me we really need this or this would really hurt us so that I can make those calls to our legislators and either advocate for those or say, like, you know, I think we need to rethink this one. Um, a couple that we've worked on are child care. So West Virginia has one of the lowest labor force participation rates in the country. So that was one when I first started that I pushed really hard was for the child care tax credits uh, to make sure that we have the necessary child care. I know that's not the only barrier to people participating in our labor force, but we want to take down as many of those barriers as we can. Um, Also with our local officials, our county commissioners are really involved with the chamber, uh, talk with the mayor a lot. So just talking about taxes, what we need to have a better business climate. And then something that we've started recently this past year was our state of series. So we did that so that our elected officials have a platform to share with our members and the community. You know, this is what we've been working on the past few years. This is where we are right now. And here's the exciting things that you can see coming. So we've gotten a really good response to that as well. You know, again, you asked like, hey, it's important for our our members to tell us, you know, what, what they need help with or, or whatever. How, how do you reach out to them? I'm sure some are more vocal than, than others, but, you know, how do you find out what those issues are? A lot of times we'll send out surveys and you know, surveys don't always have the best response rate. So it is right. really, you know, visiting with members, talking with them when they come to events, you know, phone calls. Uh, we have a lot of people who will reach out to us for letters of support if they're applying for a grant or they're contacting elected officials about certain legislation. They'll kind of tap us to do a letter of support for them as well. How does the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce work with the State Chamber of Commerce? So the State Chamber of Commerce is that we have great communication with them, great partnerships. So they do several big events throughout the year. They have a women's leadership summit that they always host at the end of March. And then they have their annual business meeting and summit at the end of August, beginning of September. So I always make sure that we participate in those. I was a moderator of a panel at their past annual summit. Uh, but we typically look to them for guidance on issues. So we don't do endorsements anymore. We don't have our hunt pack anymore. When we did have that, I would turn to the state chamber if they was somebody uh, who was looking for an endorsement from us that we, you know, we would have everybody fill out questionnaires to help us get to know them. If there was help with a decision that we needed to make, though, we would reach out to the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce, West Virginia Chamber of Commerce for guidance on, you know, who are you endorsing in these certain elections? And then also with issues as well. If there's a bill that's on the floor and I have a member contacting me, 
my first call is to Brian Dayton at okay. the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce. He's their vice president of policy and advocacy to say, what are you all doing with this? Sure. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. Let's kind of jump to, to challenges and, 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 and opportunities. What, you know, in your opinion, what are some of the, and we've kind of hinted on these a little bit, but what are some of the challenges that businesses face in our area, in our, in our region, mm-hmm. and, and how does the chamber address them? One of the biggest challenges that I hear from people, and of course, you know, different industries, different size businesses, you're going to have different challenges. Sure. The biggest theme that I've hear, I've heard, especially, and I started this position post COVID, so I think it's you know a, a result of that is staffing. Anytime I say, you know, what do you need help with? What are you struggling right now? It's finding a qualified workforce who can pass a drug test, right, and show up, right. I mean, seriously, yeah. Yes, yeah. we have that. We get that feedback a lot. You know, I just need them to show up. They'll ghost me. I can't find anybody who wants to apply for this. So I, one of the things that we've done to respond to that is we've started hosting an annual job fair. And typically Marshall and Mount West and a couple other people in the area will host them in the spring and fall. So what we've started to do is host one in the summer so that we're having one yeah, right at in a the middle. time. Sure. You know, that nobody else is typically having one. Uh, we've also hosted those lunch and learns as well to help, help with that. Uh, and our Leadership Huntington class, which we haven't had a chance to talk about that yeah. yet, but Leadership Huntington, one of our sessions was workforce development. And I think people walked away from that realizing there there is more work being done than people realize. Okay. There's more than meets the eye. So we have, you know, Dr. Ryan Sachs at Cabell County Schools. Dr. Josh, Josh Baker at Mount West, uh, Tony Stroud from Marshall came to talk about what they're doing for micro-credentialing at Marshall. Uh, and then we spent the afternoon at Coalfield Development's West Edge Factory talking about their 3363 program. Uh, we also had Jan Rader come talk about just current substance use trends right. and uh, you know the impact that that's having on our workforce. But we followed that up with the panel uh, with Ashley Shaw from Marshall Health's core program and Laura Foster from Jobs and Hope West Virginia talking about what's being done at a local and state level right now to get people from recovery back into the workforce. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned the leadership program. Talk about that. That's kind of a new initiative for the chamber as well. Yeah, so this is Leadership Huntington. This is our first year. We have our inaugural class of 23 people right now. Great class. From you know, we have attorneys, bankers, nonprofit leaders. Uh, we have entrepreneurs. So we just started that. Like I said, uh, we recruited our first class in May and June, and then they met for the first time in September. But this program is really modeled after the statewide program, Leadership West Virginia. So. A lot of counties and cities across the state have small programs that kind of feed into Leadership West Virginia, and it's gotten more and more competitive over the years, and they have started to ask, have you done your local leadership program? And that's one of the things they take into consideration with Leadership West Virginia. And for us being one of the biggest cities in West Virginia, we are one of the only ones without a program like this. Uh, We did historically have a leadership tri-state and a leadership Huntington back in the early 2000s. So we wanted to revive that. So sure. it's not the very first time that this a program like this has been done, uh, but it's a new iteration of it. So we meet once a month. 
the first Thursday of every month, and we have different topics, and it's really all about educating and empowering this class and mobilizing them to make a difference in our community. Sure. So we want to show them what's already being done. So so far we've had an orientation session, a tourism session, and a workforce development session. Uh, some of the ones that we'll have coming up is healthcare, manufacturing, state government, local government, media and arts. But we really just want to show them all of the great things happening in our community. Sure. I think people kind of take for granted the work that's being done. That's right. And they just have no idea how much is going on i you know after every session i love hearing the feedback from the class of you know this just opened my eyes right i had no clue of all of the great people that we have here as we bring them in for speakers uh we took them up to the huntington airport and showed them the aviation maintenance program Mm -hmm. uh they got to talk to the director of that program we took them over to heritage farm and did some team building exercises and audie perry talked to them um and i had somebody tell me when I saw tourism on the schedule, I thought it was kind of a fluff session. Okay. I thought it would just be filler. Sure. Couldn't really think of another one for this session. But after listening to that day and all of the speakers, the panels, we had people come in and talk about sports tourism, festivals. We have several festivals that bring in more than 20,000 people sure. in a day right. to the Huntington area. Right. And they said that just opened my eyes right. that tourism truly is economic development. Sure. I, one of the benefits of, of my job, sales and marketing, is I, I kind of have my hands in a little bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. I get to see a little bit of everything. And and there are so many good stories right now. I mean, just like look at what's going on in, in and around Huntington over the last five or 10 years. And then look what's on the horizon, too. I mean, it just it's exciting stuff happening at Marshall. It's exciting. New core. Uh, um, except, yeah, you're right. In the fairs and festivals, there's there's one. If it's a warm day between May and October, there's something going on somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. It and really we, does yeah, seem we like We had it. the Pumpkin House. Yep. We had Chili Fest, Rails and Ales. Pumpkin the Festival. Hot Dog Festival. Pumpkin Festival. Yeah. We actually, they weren't able to come because it was the day the first day of the pumpkin festival, right. but they gave the whole class ticket so that they could go see it for themselves. Um, but a lot of speakers in that session said, you know, when people who are from here spend their money here, it just maintains the local economy. That's right. When we bring people from different cities here to spend their money, that's what stimulates our economy. Well, and I'll, I'll add too. So like, you know, my, my company, we do dog dazzle, you know, the, the July mm-hmm. 4th celebration for Huntington, we do nice street live, you know, we, we've hit it on this, that we have a population uh, issue in, mm-hmm. in West Virginia. We need people. Uh, we need people to stay, and then we need people to, to come here. That's right. I don't believe that – nice street live. I, I don't think anybody has gone to that event and gone, I'm going to stay in Huntington because of it. But maybe they won't leave because of it. Mm-hmm. And I, know, I know it sounds silly, but, like, subconsciously, 100%. I enjoy doing this on a Friday. I enjoy going to the Marshall Games on Saturdays in the fall and winter and going to Marshall soccer and so forth. I think all of that into a big pot – stirred together, hey, this place isn't so bad. This is the place I want to live and raise my family. When people come here to visit Huntington, so whether it be for you know Marshall Health Network or Nucor right. or Alcon, any of these large businesses that we have, when the person who's looking for a job comes, you know, with their spouse, with their family, it is the things like you said. It's it's the Ninth Street Live. It's the great restaurants that we have. Sure. It's this the little shops that they can go to. Our boutiques. That's what's going to get them to come here. It is. It is. Um, we, we talk about challenges of, of businesses. What, what challenges does, does the Chamber of Commerce face? One of the biggest things that I can think of is that we have a small but mighty team of four people, and we have more than 600 members. Right. Four, so. <laughs> four plus you or four including you? Four including me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, a big challenge 
for us to think about, okay, how can we make sure that we are properly serving all of these members, right. that they're finding value in their chamber membership, uh, because we are a membership-based organization. So that's how we make money is our membership dues. Uh, you know, we're a nonprofit. So making sure that when people get their renewal, so that when they get that invoice that says, you know, okay, you know, your year is up, we would love for you to do another year. Sure. The last thing that I want them to think is, I haven't gotten anything out of that. Of course. Or I haven't heard from them since the last time I got a bill. So making sure that as a team of four people that we can make touches with our members throughout the year so that when they see that, they don't even question if they're going to pay it. Right. You know, it's it's not set aside for them to think about later, but they just grab their checks. Yeah. How, how do you – I mean, some – in any organization, some people are more involved than others. Always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Some are probably like, no, no, no. I'm I'm proud to be a member. Don't bother me, right? Just um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't I don't need to be. I'm fine or, right. or whatever it is. But I mean, how do you do those 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 touches and those reaches re- reaching out and so forth? So one of the ways is through our events, through the programming that we do. And one of the great things about our Lunch and Learns this year and going to that member-informed content model is that we've seen a brand new crowd at every single one. So we are not just reaching, you know, one kind of professional and, you know, a certain type of position right. with each of those. You know, every time we have one of those, it's 50 new faces that we're seeing. So sure. keeping the content varied helps us pull in a new crowd. We also have an ambassadors program. So they're really, you know, our hands and feet of the chamber. So th- that's what helps us kind of what, grow What's, what's the ambassadors uh, program? So our ambassadors are people who just believe in what we're doing, that they are – there, there are cheerleaders, you know, as, as the name would have it, there are ambassadors who go out and advocate for the chamber and make sure that people know what the chamber is, what we're doing, uh, try to recruit new members, but also help us with retention. So they'll come, if we have a ribbon cutting going on, they'll come to the ribbon cutting and support, you know, congratulations on your new business, congratulations on your anniversary or your expansion, uh, just to let them know hey, we're here, sure. we're excited for you, we're happy for you, we support you. Um, they also help us out with all of our events. We could not do our large-scale events that we have without our ambassadors. Right. So they'll come help us decorate for those. You know, you'll know, you see them helping people get checked in at a business after hours, uh, You know, walking around at our networking events, helping to make sure everybody is plugged into a conversation and kind of no one's standing on the outside. Um, so like I said, they're just our, our hands and feet that help us, you know, Sure. Help our four seem like we're twenty. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Are there are there any misconceptions or, or misunderstandings about the chamber? I think the biggest one is that people think they have to wait for an invitation to come into the chamber. That it's not and you know, it that it's not open. So when I first started in February of twenty two I did a listening tour and I talked to as many members, non-members, past members as I could. And, you know, if somebody was not a member, you know, I would just say, you know, why are you not currently a member of the Chamber of Commerce? You know, if you have been in the past, what made you leave? And when I talked to those people who said, you know, you've never been a member, you know, would you mind to tell me why not? They said, I had no idea that I could be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite is one of them said, I thought it was kind of like a Masonic temple that you <laughs> right? had to be, you had to wait to be tapped into. Yes. Uh, so I've just been waiting around on my invitation. So that is something, yeah. you know, that I think we have been working on is making sure that people know that the chamber is open for anyone to join. Uh, and it, if you're a business of one, if you're a business of 5,000, so we have membership levels 
for you know all different sizes sure. of businesses. When I first started our membership dues, it was called a fair share model. So everyone received the exact same benefits as a chamber member, but you paid based on the number of employees that you have. Okay. So we've now transitioned to this. We've just did it over the summer of this year. We now have a tiered package model where you get what you pay for. Okay. So we have six different levels and it starts at $500 a year and it goes up to $15,000 a year. And obviously the higher you go, the more benefits that you can access. But we've really tried to tailor those packages to the people that we think can afford the $500, your small businesses, your boutiques, you know, they need help with marketing. So, you know, what can we do a video for them where our director of marketing can go in and produce a video for them that they can share on their social media? Can we do a TikTok or an Instagram reel for them? And then as it works its way up, so we know a lot of people who have franchises or banks with several locations that they want to make sure that they can join and cover all of their branches that they have. So as you work your way up, the number of locations and different businesses that are included, that goes up with the packages as well. And then we know at the top, our largest businesses, they have told me, because that was something that kept me up at night when I first started. Okay, a lot of our services are tailored to the smaller businesses, but the people who are giving me the most money, they're the larger businesses who have their own director of marketing. They have their own director of advocacy. advocacy. That's right. And I was, how can I provide them value? And they said, Tricia, as long as you're taking care of the small businesses, you're taking care of us. That's right. Because when we have these people coming to see, you know, when they're recruiting physicians or, you know, Alcon, when they're recruiting somebody for their senior leadership team, when they come to Huntington, they want to see that they have nice boutiques to go to. They have somewhere to exercise. That's right. They have a spa they can go to. They have great restaurants to eat at. They have fun things to do like Ninth Street Live. Sure. So as long as you are taking care of the small businesses, you're indirectly taking care of us. Uh, But those larger businesses do want a say in the strategic direction of the chamber. Uh, If there are initiatives that we're advocating for, they want to say in that. So as you work your way up to the top, uh, you get to sponsor a small business. So that's one of my favorite things at the higher package, uh, the top two, you get a seat on the board, you get to sponsor a small business, you get a participant in our Leadership Huntington program. So it's more geared toward what we think those businesses want right. in terms of the strategic direction sure. of the chamber. So, you know, you, you report to a board, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you measure success and say, hey, this is all the great stuff that we've done? I mean, how, what, how do you measure success? What are they looking for? One of the things that I look at is our, our membership numbers. That, that's my number one. So that's the easiest report card, right? That's, that's right. That's numbers. That's yes. A, yes. How many members are we recruiting yeah. and how many members are we retaining? Yeah. We have a new director of membership who just started in March with us, and she's done a fantastic job of formalizing a renewal process to make sure that the only time you hear from us isn't just when you get your bill. So she has started a process where she starts reaching out earlier to make sure that everything is going okay. Uh, she celebrates your chamber anniversary with us. Uh, so my top two are the membership numbers right. and then the retention numbers. But I also look at how many ribbon cuttings are we doing. So sure. obviously if ribbon cuttings most typically are done for new businesses. Like I said, sometimes we do that if you're celebrating a five or ten year anniversary, if you have a renovation or an expansion. Uh, But typically those are for new businesses. And to me, that's a marker of health of the business climate in the community. That's right. If we have new businesses that are being created and we're doing those ribbon cuttings, to me, that's a win. Um, The engagement with our events. 
So not only the attendance at our events, but people's satisfaction. So we always do post-event surveys for our large events that we do. So are people coming? Yeah. Are they enjoying the event when they come to? Are they getting value out That's of right. it? You know, not just are you having a good time. Yeah, is course. this helping your business? Yeah. Um, our sponsorships. So that's something I gauge to know. Like, are we on the mark with an event or with a program that we're providing? Because if you, you know, come out with a new program service and somebody wants to sponsor it, you know, that tells me okay, that's right. We, we've hit the mark here. Yeah. Uh, so those are some of the things that I look at to see if we're doing well. And also the mix in the crowd. I mentioned with those lunch and learns, we're getting different people. I don't right. want just the same 20 or 30 people at every after hours and lunch and learn and coffee and conversations that we do. I want to make sure you know we have more than 3,000 people each week get our newsletter. I want to see all 3,000 of those people you know, at some That's point. That's right. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been the region's professional grade GMC dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned GMCs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. You know, holiday season is here and and Chamber of Commerce is is, um, doing the candy cane trail. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk about the the background of that and what it is and and how it's going. This this episode, we're we're recording in the middle of November. It's the week of Thanksgiving. This will probably come out in December-ish, so keep that in mind. But yeah, talk about the candy cane trail. Yeah, so this is the second year, and it's called the Greater Huntington Candy Cane Trail. And this is when I first started, there was, the chamber had historically done a Christmas parade, and Downtown Huntington Partners had been doing a small business crawl. When I started, Downtown Huntington Partners had a new director as well, so n- neither of us had done either of these events. Okay. In my first right. year, I really so either way, we were going to be you know figuring something new out. My first year, I really spent trying to focus on mission alignment. So first mission refinement through our strategic planning process and then mission alignment to make sure that all of our events and programs and services that we have fit under one of those umbrellas. And looking at the Christmas parade, which I'm a Christmas fanatic. I love Christmas as much as the next girl. I'm a November 1st Christmas music and decorations kind of person. Uh, But when I think about a Christmas parade, that's more you know, quality of life, that's fun, lifestyle event. Uh, So in that notion of mission alignment, Downtown Huntington Partners board and our board voted to swap those events. So they now own the Christmas parade. Makes sense. And then we got the crawl. As I was looking at the crawl, so again, I come from that background of design thinking, had, you know, having been at Marshall prior to the chamber, really wanting to understand something and get feedback on it you know, before I just pick it up and run with it as is. Um, so I'm a, I'm a real, you know, question the status quo person. Yeah, sure. So the small business crawl, had been, it was one night. They got a great crowd. Everybody said, you know, we felt like we're in a Hallmark movie. We love everybody kind of coming together and shopping the streets of Huntington. Um, is that they would pair up businesses. So it would be a restaurant and a store would be paired together. And it was one night and it was in downtown Huntington. So one of the things that I have learned is, you know, we're the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce. We are the chamber for Cabell and Wayne County, not just downtown Huntington. And I know, you know, just myself, you know, working mom, I have a nine and seven year old. Sometimes if you miss a one night event, you know, that that's hard if when your kids are in soccer and basketball and, you know, 
book reports and whatever's going on, you're not always to make it, you know, able to make it to a one night event. So I was really focusing on how can we turn this into something that covers the entire holiday season, but also expands the footprint so that we can make sure all of Cabell County and Wayne County is also included in this. So we found a company called Bandwango. So they developed an app for us. So it is a free mobile passport that people can go to our website and download. And our businesses, um, so any business in Cabo and Wayne County can join the trail. And when you download this pass, you can go around to each of the businesses and earn points for shopping there and then cash those points out for prizes. So it's really an initiative to promote and incentivize shopping local for the holiday season over a two-month period. Sure. And that's another thing that you can go back to your members and and say, hey, look, you had this many check-ins and and all that kind of stuff too, right? That's right. And this year, I mean, I have loved watching it grow this year. Last year, we had 260 downloads over the two-month period. We had 250 on the first day alone this year. So we have more than tripled the number of users this year. We've already doubled the amount of merchants that are on it this year. So we've loved to see it grow. And something else, as people come and pick up their prizes, so our office is kind of the HQ for where you come and (laughs) pick up your prize. Uh, So this year we have commemorative ornaments and coffee mugs. And last year as people came to get their prizes, just the stories they would tell us about, I would have never known this business in Heritage Station, for example, would have ever existed if I didn't see them on the pass. This helped me find a new business that I am going to start shopping at on a regular basis. And I don't don't know if you said it, but this is also open to non-members too, right? I don't know if you added that. Absolutely. This is, we really just want people shopping local for the holidays. So this is open to chamber members and non-members. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. And that was actually for a non-chamber member that that story was about, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this. It is this, – this program, it's too easy to get the points. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, you uh, – I got a 1,000 like on the first day I did it. My wife and I, uh, for her birthday, we, we went shopping and, and had lunch and some drinks in downtown and, and all the places we walked in. Oh, there's another one. I was like, crap, I got my 1,000 points just like that. It, it was nothing. So it, it really is. It's easy it to get your, 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 your 1,000 points for your free ornaments. And so. I think sometimes <laughs> people hear about it and they're like, well, what's the catch? Because, like I said, it's free for you to download to use. Yeah. It's free for the businesses to join. We're giving out coffee mugs. We're giving out ornaments and a chance to win $1,000 cash. Yep. And everybody's kind of like, what's right. the catch here? And yeah. it's, we really just want – so there's research that shows for every dollar that you spend at a large – kind of national retailer, about 40 cents of that stays in the local economy. But when you shop small, 67 cents of that stays in the local economy. And the drive for me, the drive for the chamber behind this is we just want to keep that money local because we know our local businesses are going to go and use, they're going to do local advertising. They're going to use local accountants, attorneys, marketing agencies. So this is all about us just wanting to keep our dollars local. Of course. Let's, you know, we're getting towards the end here. Um, talk about the the future. Anything you're excited about that the Chamber is involved in or, or, or coming out in 2024 that the Chamber is, is behind or a part of? So we have had a lot of changes this year in 2023. So uh, I talked about our strategic planning process that we did in 2022. This year, we did a complete rebranding. So we have the same name, but we got a new logo this year. Um, Our young professionals group and our women's group both have new names. Uh, We started Leadership Huntington. We transitioned from our fair share dues model to our tiered dues model. So to me, 2024 (laughs) (laughs) is all about... Uh, it's going to be our first full year with all of those changes and it's going to be fine tuning it. Yeah. So for me, it is about, okay, 
now that we have made all of these changes, how can we capitalize on them and go out and recruit new members? Sure. So right now, like I said, we have 600 members in the chamber. That is only about 20% of the businesses in Cabo and Wayne County. Yeah. And I have- So there's opportunity to grow, I obviously. Have a per- yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I sure. have a personal goal of 50% of the businesses in Cabo and Wayne County. I would love to be chamber members. And I said this in my interview when our board uh, was interviewing me for this position. And we were talking about how can we grow the chamber. I always said, you don't need to market more. You need to matter more. So to me, 2024 is all about mattering more to our businesses that we have. Right. If we are nailing that, I think we'll naturally grow. So this year, we have seen members just kind of slowly trickling throughout the year. And where we've had so many changes that we've been working on, we have not been doing like a recruitment campaign for new members. And they've been trickling in because as they hear success stories That's right. from their friends who own businesses, they've been slowly joining. So 2024 for us is all about going and sharing that story sure. loud and proud and asking people to come be a part of and, what And now you've on. got stories to tell. That's right. Like, you could, you know, hey, this is what we've done on the 20 percent number on, on the on the 50 percent goal. What is is that what other chambers in our state have across the country? <laughs> where that where that I'm just curious where that number no, came I from. I actually have. And I won't say who it was. I actually had somebody at a different chamber in the state tell me that that would never happen. Mm, OK, that, so that is unrealistic. I think it depends on, you know, where you are and, you know. There's a ton of chambers. You know, you can have city chambers, county chambers, right. state chambers, whatever it might be. So I think that that is pretty high, okay. actually. But if you tell me I can't do something, it makes me want to do it more. Perfect. <laughs> this has been In Your Business. I'm your host, Reeves Kurtner. Thanks again to Trisha Ball for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Automall of Huntington. MosesMeansMore.com, empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Automall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.